0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is your boy, Logan. I hope you all are having a fantastic day. Before we get into today's episode, as per usual, please go follow our Instagram, PC Boys Podcast. And on there, we have the links to uh, my Rumble channel for PC Boys Uncensored. So if you want to listen about my um, opinions on society, the world today, commentaries, um, anything in that kind of realm... Um, please go subscribe to that. It's uh, a much more, I guess you could say, interesting channel than this because there's so much shit we cover on there. There's no like specific things. Um, but it's definitely a much more entertaining side of things. But obviously, there will be opinions probably on that will piss people off. So view at your own discretion. Um, Also, go follow the Discord, Um, that way you can get in contact with me about potentially stuff to talk about in podcasts for the main channel here, about video games and movies, and or about um, uh, Rumble stuff, and also there is uh, community tabs in there for the Rumble community and the main podcast community because I wanted to make sure I separated those two so there was no overlap because of how different the the two channels are and also in there it there is a um I guess you could say sign up area if you wanted to guest star on either a rumble podcast or a main podcast um, and obviously, depending on which one you wanted to guest star in, um, the way I'd go about inviting you to a call or something would be very different. One would either be via Zoom for the Rumble one, and then for this one, it would come through like um an email or a message or something. Um, uh, but yeah, so without further ado, um let's get into today's main topic, which is going to be John Berthall's Punisher is coming back to the MCU. Um, and he's gonna be in Daredevil Born Again. So, this news broke, I think, a day or two ago, and I wanted to talk about it, but obviously I'm in school, so, you know, trying to find some time to to work that in is, you know, a little troublesome um, from time to time. Uh, However, it's really exciting to see them uh, bring this character back, because I do like John Bernthal's Punisher. I enjoyed his series, and while he's not one of my more favorite characters in the MCU, I like the darker side of the MCU. I like that um, you know, side that we don't really get to see too, too often, right, and I, have been a big advocate for Marvel to push into the darker stories, go more into the grittiness, the blood, um, the gore, the, you know, dark storylines, because I think Marvel needs to change up what's going on in the MCU, because as of right now, you know, I look back at phase one, and I'm like, phase one was fucking great, phase one was a lot more dark, Phase one was a lot more grounded. Phase one felt more adult than the newer Marvel movies. And it has been a very obvious trend. Um, phase one was very adult like. It was PG 13, but the themes in there and stuff were very adult like. Um, and then, of course, you get to phase two where things start to turn more to the kids' side. Phase 3 is kind of, um, you know, a a hit and miss. I think the Captain America films are very serious, and that's a good thing. Um, matter of fact, I like them because of that. But ultimately, um, the thing about Marvel is, with Phase 4 and beyond especially, um, and definitely after Phase 1, the serious approach to, uh, movies definitely feel like they have gone down, and that's why watching shows like The Punisher, like Daredevil, like Jessica Jones... Um, really made me enjoy Marvel again because I enjoy movies, shows that have stakes, that are grounded, that are, um, adult themed. And this isn't to say, like, don't make kids content, but I've always said there are certain characters that are more inclined to be made for children. And then there are more characters that are inclined to be made for adults. And I think Marvel needs to start going into the adult side of things. I don't care if they do it on Disney+, Plus or if they do it as a feature film, they need to start making more rated R content, or TV mature content, because it adds an extra layer of what Marvel offers. I mean, if every movie's a PG-13 kids movie, Marvel movies start to get a little boring, because there's no stakes, there is no grittiness, and you start to lose that, um that level of oh shit this actually feels real when i when you watch through all the phase one movies like iron man one captain america the first ev- uh, avenger um the incredible hulk um you know all these things you you see a much darker side of marvel than you do in the modern uh day and even when you see blood in marvel movies now Um, it feels like a huge shock because really we haven't had much blood or dark stories outside of, you know, the Marvel Netflix shows, um, since Phase 1. And if you go back and you watch the Marvel Phase 1 movies compared to the Marvel movies of recent, you notice the difference in the tone. While there's still PG-13 movies, the tone is much darker, it's more realistic, there feels like there's weight. The movies feel special. There is something iconic about all those old phase one movies i enjoy every phase one movie except for iron man 2 every other movie though i really love and that's because they're grounded and they're enjoyable there's something special about them when serious shit happens right you feel it like iron man versus um obadiah stain in the first iron man movie at the very end um, you know, when, you know, his suit is out of power and stuff, like, you start, you real the music and the way that everything's played out, you feel it, Captain America, um, crashing the plane into the middle of the Arctic to save, you know, the US, right, um, you feel that impact when he's talking with Peggy on the way down, and despite the fact that these characters are obviously coming back for the Avengers, right, They still made it impactful. The fact that Marvel made a movie where you knew the character was going to survive, but they made you feel like they were going to die is absolutely insane. And they used to be so good at doing that. Same thing with Thor, right? Thor, like, I know a lot of people are not a fan of the Thor movies. I personally love the first Thor movie. And fun fact, Thor 1 was my first Marvel Studios movie I've ever seen in in a movie theater. And I personally... Liked it. I thought Thor 1 was a very solid movie. And I think, it, in my opinion, it was the best Thor movie in, in his entire, um... You know, four movies slash Avengers stuff. Because it had him feel vulnerable. It had him go through plenty of adversity. There was just so much there. And, you know, them saying we're bringing John Bernthal back makes me excited. Because, you know, that increases my hope that they're gonna go for more of a TV mature audience theme... Or, at the very least, TV 13, but keep it on the lines of Phase 1 stuff, because there is something special when Marvel really makes their movies feel like their heroes can be hurt at any point. Because I think the more Marvel goes into, like, the cosmic, the funny, the jokiness, it really diminishes the effect of a movie for me, right? I miss the original days of Marvel Studios where it felt real. That's why when it comes to Spider-Man in the MCU, I'm not a huge fan of him, not because I don't like Tom Holland, I do like Tom Holland, I love his Spider-Man, I love his portrayal of the character, but the way that they write his story, the way that they write the jokes in, the way that they write the villains for the most part outside of the Vulture, um, and I'm not really counting No Way Home because it's not an original creation, it's more of a nostalgia fest, um, they haven't really done the best with Peter Parker's Spider-Man. The reason that Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Mans felt great to watch those movies, even The Amazing Spider-Man 2, is because there were stakes. There was an emotional resonance with the characters, and you felt like that they were vulnerable, like they were people. And Marvel used to do a great job at making stories where you could empathize with the character, right? The way that you could see yourself in a character is by them humanizing the characters. That's the whole point of Marvel Comics to begin with, right? When it comes to all their characters. Their characters are meant to feel humanized. They're meant to feel like anybody can be any of these characters. Unlike DC, where you have billionaires. Where you have gods. Literal gods. Um, when it came to Marvel, it was a completely different side of things. It was just your average regular day people that tended to be um people that got powers or were bestowed with power through um experiments gone wrong or being at the wrong place at the, at the right time to- or wrong time like it's 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 one of those things where their characters are meant to feel more human and and vulnerable and the problem with the comics industry and Marvel Studios going forward is they've lost that writing ability to make characters feel like real people like when i watch a marvel movie nowadays it's like watch our movie because we have a black character or a gay character or a female character rather than watch our movie because we have this compelling story that we want to tell and the characters are you know gonna feel like you know regular human beings and we're gonna humanize them to the point where you can empathize with them there's a reason why Iron Man 1 was successful. There is a reason why the Phase 1 movies, um, for a lot of people are very nostalgic. Is because the way that they wrote the characters and displayed them were very human. Nowadays, you've got movies where the CGI looks terrible. Characters are written like they don't exist on this planet. Or that they are the craziest of people that exist on this planet. Um... And it's, it's one of those things where I wish Marvel would just write characters to be compelling, right? And need to bring a darker grittiness back. Because one thing I would argue about a darker, grittier Marvel Studios lineup is the fact that you are going to bring in a different audience than you would with kids, right? You're going you're gonna to have people watching these movies and saying, wow, this feels more real. The real world is a rough place to live in. Like when you watch Daredevil in the first season, right? And you and you watch the Punisher, right, um, appear in Daredevil season two, you know, you, you see Daredevil and the Punisher be humanized, right? You know, you've got them talking on the rooftop about the difference between, you know, killing people versus beating the shit out of them and letting the justice system, you know, figure out if they're guilty or innocent. Like, watching The Punisher and watching Daredevil, you understand where both characters are coming from, and why they do what they do, and despite which one you agree with or disagree with, you feel for both the characters, especially after watching the Punisher show, and getting more of Frank Castle's backstory, right, you start to realize these things, and Marvel was very good at writing characters that were humanized, but now we live in a day and age where Marvel is just Big budget CGI, the writing is laughable, it's not even entertaining or interesting, like, Marvel movies have lost that heart and soul. I would argue, the reason Infinity War, the reason Endgame did so well, um, is because of how they wrote the characters. Yet again, they wrote the characters very well in both those movies, especially Thanos. Thanos. When it came to Infinity War, right? They wrote these characters very, very well. And that's the reason why... Those... You know, movies did very well. But Marvel has lost that touch. And my hope is with Daredevil Born Again... With Bringing the Punisher Back... and Daredevil, they go back to the grittiness. They go back to making the characters feel like real people... In a real world setting... And just do a good story. Because you know what's going to piss me off more than not having Daredevil in the MCU. Having Daredevil in the MCU but having be written as a joke. Right? That's what will piss me off. Watching him in She-Hulk was kind of an iffy experience. Now at the time I was super hyped about it and I was on the hype train because I mean I love Daredevil. But looking back on it in hindsight they could have done Daredevil so much better in that in that episode um but at the end of the day he wasn't she Hulk's show so therefore the influences of her show are gonna be on the character but for his own show they need to make it dark and gritty i'm not saying you got to go to netflix levels of dark and gritty with like your blood and your gore and stuff but keep the serious themes at minimum because that's what marvel phase one did the themes were very dark and they were serious however they were still pg13 take iron man 1 you know dealing with terrorists being locked up in a cave you know by terrorists being being waterboarded right like iron man 1 while it wasn't a rated r of a movie by any stretch of the imagination it was still real enough and dark enough that it felt compelling rather than watching something like Spider-Man Homecoming where it doesn't feel grounded like Spider-Man is supposed to be one of the most grounded heroes Out there, you know, minus the fact of him having superpowers, of course, and one of the more real superheroes. But the reason the MCU version of Spider Man, in my opinion, has been lackluster thus far is because outside of No Way Home, which then again is not an original idea completely, um, They wrote his character in such a way where it didn't feel like he struggled with anything. He just felt like an immature kid that just wanted to be Spider-Man. Like, he didn't feel like the Peter Parker that I'm used to. And granted, yes, in the comics, Peter Parker in high school was a lot more naive, and he was a lot more carefree, I guess you could say, than, you know, the 616 iteration, because I used to read Ultimate Spider-Man, so I know what... They're trying to do with a high school Peter Parker. But when you get used to watching Peter Parker um, struggle with being Spider-Man, being a student, being a boyfriend, being a nephew, and and doing all these things, you want to see more of that. And I'm hoping Spider-Man 4 really... You know, hones in on that. Spider-Man 4, by the sounds of it, is supposed to be a huge street-level movie with Daredevil in it and other street-level heroes, which is great. I'm excited. That is exactly what I want. But I want Spider-Man to feel like Spider-Man again. The reason Spider-Man 2 feels like a great movie compared to... Um, most other Spider-Man films is because it's the best depiction of Peter Parker, in my opinion, you know, and a lot of people agree with me on that because you have Peter Parker struggling to be, you know, at work, at his school, being there for Mary Jane, being Spider-Man, and he even, you know, quits being Spider-Man, but that internal guilt still eats away at him, even though he has everything he technically could want in his life. So... Spider-Man Two, in my opinion, and and many other people's opinion as well, is the best Spider-Man movie ever created because it is such a perfect story of Peter Parker that it's really hard to to combat it. If you wanted my top three Spider-Man movies, it would be Spider-Man Two, Into the Spider-Verse, and uh, Spider-Man One. And Tom Holland's Spider Man's, I can't even say, even in No Way Home's case, I can't even say is like super up there. Like, sure, I'd probably put No Way Home in fourth place, but granted, it's a nostalgia film. If I were to do it on originality, No Way Home wouldn't even be on the list because it's not fully original. But at the end of the day, I think Spider-Man 4, the next Spider-Man 4, has a lot of potential. But they need to write Spider-Man in a way that feels like Spider-Man. Now that Peter has lost Uncle Ben, he's lost Aunt May, he's lost Iron Man, people don't remember who he is and stuff. You have a clean slate with Spider-Man. You can't fuck him up. At this point... There is no excuse to fuck Spider-Man up. You have a clean slate with him. Make sure he feels like the character that we all love and know. Make sure to give him plenty of struggle. And make sure to have him rise above that struggle. That is what's inspiring about Spider-Man. No matter how much he loses. No matter you know how hard his life is. He still gets up and continues to be Spider-Man. That's what's inspiring about his character. So. At the end of the day though, very excited about Jon Bernthal's return, gives me some hope that Marvel's gonna go in a more serious direction with Marvel, at least ground level wise going forward, which is good because I love Daredevil, I love Spider-Man, so there's a lot of different uh, layers to it, so I'm very, very excited about it, Um, however, I am still worried for the MCU as a whole because we've already been through a whole phase now and Marvel doesn't even feel exciting. I, I am genuinely not excited for most Marvel projects. I will say Secret Invasion I am excited about, but I don't know what's going on with Secret Invasion. Um, Ever since that one trailer we got, I haven't heard much about it. I thought it was supposed to come out sometime soon. Um, But yeah, I- I'm hoping to see that. That does have me excited, but right now there's very few projects that I'm super excited for. I would say the most anticipated projects I have Would be Spider-Man 4, Daredevil Born Again, Secret Invasion, um, Blade, definitely Blade. Uh, that one's gonna bring in a lot of different, uh, shit. Deadpool 3, of course. I mean, who the fuck wouldn't have Deadpool 3 on there? And no, and right now, those are really the only projects I'm personally invested in. Back in the day, you got me hooked on Guardians, and I wasn't a huge Guardians guy. Back in the day you had me hooked on ant-man and i'm not a big ant-man fan so i mean marvel back in the day was able to get me hooked on characters i didn't give a shit about but nowadays they they have to earn that trust back with the brand in my opinion because i'm just not as into it as i used to be and that's just the way of the game but ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening to the podcast i hope you all enjoyed um i will try to keep you guys updated with the marvel stuff going forward um ultimately that is just how things are um, at the moment and kind of my thoughts on the state of things because i i don't have complete lost hope in marvel but they need to fix quite a bit of stuff but ladies and gentlemen till the next one hope you all enjoyed and next time we'll probably be talking about call of duty because i haven't talked about video games much lately but then again there hasn't been much video game stuff that has had me excited and I will probably talk about why that is. Um, and probably a little bit about Con. But I will catch you all in the next one.